one thing about doing a podcast, you really have to learn how to speak. And one of the things I've been using is tongue twisters, and they, the tongue twisters have really helped me out. Yeah, and that's something both you and I have been doing for a little while now, and I really think it helps. Yeah, for anyone who's interested in what both Inji and I use, tell people how to find out more. Well, you can find the book on Thought Row Podcast Store, and we will have recommendations on what we believe the best book to help anyone improve their speaking skills. Yeah, check it out. I have to say it's really helped me, and in fact, it still helps me. everyone. Hope you've been having a wonderfully creative week. I'm Ron Jones, and we celebrate what people love to do creatively by giving them a voice so you can learn and be motivated from their life's experiences. And I'm Angie Jones. Welcome to Thought Row Podcast. We invite you to subscribe wherever you listen, and we focus on sharing with everyone how they can think, be, and live more creatively. Angie, tell us who our guest is today. Well, today we're going to be speaking with Gabriella Abacassis, and we're going to discuss art, creativity, and being real. You know, we had her on our show early on, almost in the beginning, yeah. and she was great. She was and wonderful then. I'm really then. excited that we have her back on. Yeah, she was wonderful then, and I'm really excited to have her back on, too, because she's really a wonderful lady. And motivational. Very motivational. Speaking of motivational, Mm -hmm. okay, the quote. Okay, well, here's the quote for this episode, and it is, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And that quote is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh, yes, Emerson. He led the transcendental movement. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds a bit esoteric, and it certainly did when I first found out about it, and that was many years ago. But if you don't know much about him, you might want to check out his poetry. He's a pretty amazing poet, and you can learn more about him. Oh, definitely. Definitely check him out. But we are not going to be talking about transcendentalism (laughs) today. So, But our guest is going to talk about art and how artists can become more comfortable with themselves and their talent and, you know, how they position themselves online. So let's go on and hear what Gabriella Abacassas has to say. Hi, Gabriella. A big welcome back. We had the pleasure of chatting with you early in, I believe it was season one, and mm-hmm. you were and you are a great guest to have on a podcast. So true. Hi, Gabriella. We remember how inspiring and motivational your thoughts and ideas were for us and our listeners, and so glad you could come back and join us again. Thank you so much for this really warm welcome. And I just want to say to everyone listening, just to highlight how supportive you are and how supportive you have been since the first time we we had done this podcast together. So I just want to thank you for being incredibly supportive and for having me today again. Well, we're happy you're here. We're so happy you're here. Well, you know, it, you. Ha- it has been a long time since we interviewed you last, and so much has changed in our lives, and I know as well for you. And we know you've been busy with Artists Entrepreneur Club, but before we yes. get all into that, why don't you tell us what's been going on in your life? 
So a lot has been going on in my life. In my personal life, a lot has been going on. So I have started traveling again. There was lockdown happening, of course. Yes. And yes, we couldn't travel as much. And my family lives in France. And besides my family, myself and my husband, we love traveling. So we started traveling again and visiting capitals in Europe that we hadn't seen before so that has been super exciting and I said my husband because we also got married in September so that has been happening as well well congratulations congratulations on that we saw the pictures on um, social media I think it was Instagram and they were so nice they were so beautiful Uh, thank you I usually don't share too many private pictures like that but for on this occasion it was, I felt I really wanted to. So no, it was great. It's so nice to see that personal side of you, like a, an important event like that. So thank you for sharing it. I thought it was really cool. I yeah. loved it. Gabriella, so people can know a little bit more about you personally. And of course, you just shared something, which is yeah. very cool. And they can, mm. they obviously can pick up on your beautiful French accent. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, you tell everyone where you're originally from and where you're living now? Yes. So I did mention I love traveling and I love traveling on another level as well, which is that I actually live in another country than the country I am from. I am from France and I was born in Paris and I grew up in Paris. And then at 22, was it something like that? I'm not going to go into ages because I'm getting (laughs) confused, but at some point... I moved to Amsterdam with uh, Raphael, who is my husband, and we lived there for two years. And then after these two years in Amsterdam, we moved to London, where I have been since 2018. So it's been four years now. And yes, I don't know what will be the next stop, but there will be one, but nothing has been prepared yet. So it will be a surprise for everybody. Just out of curiosity, growing up in Paris, and I think people mm-hmm. would find that a wonderful thing oh, gosh, to have yeah. happen to them. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? Yes. So, absolutely. I mean, I have many favorite childhood, childhood memories because I have five siblings. Oh. So, it was my house was always a very noisy place. And even in times where we were getting bored, there would always be someone to play with or to fight with. (laughs) And so I have many of those. However, I was thinking about one of my really favorite childhood memories was, and I would say that it was at one of my birthdays. And when we had birthdays, so my mom has been a teacher for 25 years Mm -hmm. and so she was very good at organizing programs for kids any of our birthdays, she was always organizing big, big birthday programs and we had treasure hunts going on. And I remember that I had invited my friends and one of them during the day, she said, oh, can we change a little bit the program? I'm not sure I really like this activity. And another one stood up and she said, no, it's super well organized. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going with that day. And I was really, really proud that this was my birthday. So, yeah, oh, so wow. that would be one of my... That sounds yeah. like fun, though, a treasure hunt. What yeah. a fun birthday. Your yes. mom was so cool. Yeah. 
Yes, she's super cool. <laughs> she had to be so with five that would, kids. Yeah, really. It's yes. so, true. <laughs> yeah. so true. We had we had a teacher at home for sure. Yes, we couldn't get bored. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was such a sweet memory. But now that everyone knows you a little bit better, let's move on to our interview. And um, I know you're best known for being a very creative and innovative thinker. Thank you. You're welcome. Why don't you share with us what Artists Entrepreneur Club is all about? So I am going to rather share what is the main goal of the Artists Entrepreneur Club. Because when an artist joins the Artists Entrepreneur Club, they are going to go through very different stages and very different steps on their journey to sell art online. But the main goal of the Artist Entrepreneur Club is to, for artists to grow their audience of art buyers and to sell them their artworks. And so that's actually growing the audience of art buyers is a very, very important step that I have added to the club because I noticed that a lot of artists were telling me, well, I understand how to sell the artworks, but people are not here uh, listening. So we, we first work on growing the audience and then on selling to them. The reason I started doing the Artist Entrepreneur Club is that my background is in art galleries. So I worked in art galleries for five years. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I realized that most visitors coming to the gallery were artists who wanted to work with the gallery. And at the same time, I was on the side of the gallery team, seeing that it was very, very difficult for these artists to start this collaboration. So I saw that there was something missing. And I really wanted to, to allow artists to be able to create their own opportunities by selling their artworks independently. So that's why, that's how I started the, the club. Okay, that's really a, a good thing. That way you're empowering the artists to take hold yes. of what they're doing instead of just relying on only galleries or, or, or shows, Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. Well, all artists need help marketing. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not born marketers no, by any stretch. <laughs> and the fact that you, you know, you're there for them, that's very exciting. It's also kind of exciting that you. you developed this. This is something that you created and you made happen. And a lot of people have uh, benefited from it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we had you, think, go ahead, uh, go ahead. What were you saying? Sorry. I think there is something I was taught as a child. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was, it was also bad that if I wanted to have something, I had to create my own opportunities. And on the long term, that definitely has been, that definitely has been a strength. So when I was in art gallery seeing these artists, I was really in a position where I wanted to tell them, you have to create your own opportunities. There is always a way you can create these opportunities and you have that power. So that's really an energy that I try to carry with me. Well, I think it's very interesting because you were on the side where most artists walk in and are trying to convince mm-hmm. the gallery to take on their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have to try to sell themselves yes. to the best they can. Yes. 
And it, but it also helps if you've got wise people in that gallery that can recognize talent when they see it. But it sounds Absolutely. to me or looks to me like you've, you're bridging that network. Mm-hmm. You've created quite a, a way yes. for artists to have a better understanding of how to articu- articulate their talent and their expertise. Yes. You know, when we had you on the phone to schedule this episode, we discussed the new direction that you're taking with the Artist Entrepreneur Club. You want to tell us a little bit about that? It sounded exciting to us when we heard you yeah. talk Thank about you. it. Thank you. I always need things to change. <laughs> I can't stay, uh, have myself and the membership that I run always have to evolve with what I can see the members need. And so it has changed a lot. And the focus of the, of the artist entrepreneur club was before about learning how to grow the audience and learning about how to find the art buyers. And, and to sell to them, sorry. And actually, I realized that many amazing members who were very, very motivated kept coming to every training, but didn't have a chance or didn't find the motivation to actually implement and take action. And it's really important that artists in membership get more and more results from selling. So I changed the, um, I mean, not the goal, but rather the method um, in the Arts Entrepreneur Club. Mm -hmm. And now we are focusing on taking action daily. So the most important part of the Artist Entrepreneur Club is that they complete one action daily that is bringing them closer to their goal. And we still have the training, we still have the support and the part where we are learning, but only so it leads to taking action and to progressing towards the goal. So that's something that has been going on for four months now in the Arts Entrepreneur Club. And what was really exciting is that as soon as we started doing that and acting that way in the club, that's when there were more and more results from for the artists and that's where they really increased their sales. So that's I'm excited about this. That is exciting because I think half the, well, there's two problems with the creatives. A guy can totally relate to this is when you Mm -hmm. do the art and you put it out there one time Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, so Mm -hmm. it's not selling, but maybe I Mm -hmm. shouldn't do it again. And then you stop. And it's Mm -hmm. really important what you're saying. It's got to be a daily thing. Yeah. And I think you're causing people to fall into a regime where they create yes. the market. And most yes. people in this industry understand that you're going to spend a, a heck of a lot more time marketing than you mm-hmm. are creating, mm-hmm. but that's what's going to make mm-hmm. you a success and that's what's going to mm-hmm. make you feel like you've accomplished mm-hmm. something. So th- that's a good strategy. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. Once artists start implementing, they can see the results and usually they keep going with that one action. But when an artist just joins the club, usually it's going to be too much if they have to be consistent on every part of their business and every part of the, mar- uh, the marketing. So in every month, we just fo- focus on one specific task and they can decide if they want to do more. Mm-hmm. But they, it's, um, it's just getting them started with the consistency. I really like that. You're you're teaching them confidence in themselves. They can a little bit say that it's my fault. 
if they are consistent. It's not themselves forcing themselves. They can rely on the club to become consistent at first, then realize that they are taking action and that is bringing them results and then keep going. Yes. But okay, so what do you do when sometimes you just, as a creative, you you feel like you're not moving fast enough or the person that you're, you know, you have in the club, they're going, you know, I'm doing all this, Gabriella, but it's just not going as fast as I want. So what do you tell people that feel that way? I think it's part of the journey to get lost and to become lost. Mm -hmm. And it's also a moment which is going to where we're going to feel tested, where we're going to be tested and which is going to be quite decisive. When we feel lost, it's going to be a moment where we ask ourselves, do I keep going and why? Or was I all wrong and I actually need to change fields and do something completely different? That's a really, really important moment which we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And I think an advice I would give to someone who feels that way is to first have a little break and maybe even if that's half, half a day and to really think about what they want to achieve, what they, by achieving, I mean, what do they want their life to look like and what is the ultimate goal for them? And to see if the actions they were taking actually correspond to what they want to achieve and to what they want their life to look like, or if they were maybe getting overwhelmed, maybe they have lost the focus of what they actually had to do to reach their goals and to have this moment of reflection on Am I going in the right direction to reach my dream? You know, I want to say something about we have a lot of listeners that are not artists. I would like our listeners to understand that what Gabriella just shared is applicable to your life in so many ways. Maybe you're not an artist. Maybe there's other things. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Like, obviously, Gabriella is an entrepreneur. Uh Maybe Mm -hmm. you're an entrepreneur. So the things that Gabriella just shared definitely impact just about anything that you are currently doing or anything that you want to do. So that's good advice. I love it. You know, be your own architect. That applies to me, too. Yes, ah, I love that. Be your really, very well said. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. And th- I completely agree with you, Rod, as well, that it applies to everybody. It applies to myself as well. Mm-hmm. And I am not an artist, I'm an entrepreneur. So definitely agree. It's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's good love advice. It. Yeah. You know, at this point in your business career, you've learned quite a bit about creative people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why you're yes. a success at what you're doing. Gabrielle, what stands out to you as their very good traits and they're not so good traits so there is a lot about creative people and and so a lot of things we can say i think you can be creative in in very various ways and first those are good traits i would say that creative people usually are very open-minded and so open-minded that they are really aware of the importance of doing something that they love And this is what they really focus on and pay attention to. And I think this way, they save so much time in life than maybe trying different things they have been told they should do, different careers, different jobs, and then actually coming back to 
doing something they love because this is usually what we end up doing, something that we love. And so I think that's a really good trait of creative people. Another good trait that I noticed about creative people is that often there is a fear of being judged and that's not a good trait, but this fear really usually makes that creative people are very respectful of their clients because they understand that the respect is very important. And I think that's a very beautiful value as well. On the opposite, the not so good side, what I can see is, so when a creative person creates their business or an artist uh, decide to sell art online because it's creative, because it's very specific to who they are, and usually it's quite unique, it is a very ambitious goal. And sometimes they have not seen people do what they do because what they do is really unique. And therefore, they give up way too early. And so I just want to remind anyone that might be listening and who is tempted to give up <laughs> mm-hmm. that business and sales take time. Absolutely. And I think we we all try to rush. That's kind of a society thing that uh, you need to be successful. Gratified now. Right. Gratified now. Right. But it takes time. There's nobody that's really achieved great success that didn't put in the hours and hours and days and days and years and years. It's it's very true. Absolutely. Yes. True. You know, when we talked to you on the phone prior to the podcast, I heard you say a term real self. What does that mean to you? So this is very timely for me, this word. Uh And I would say that because I've been through a moment, I'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh I've been through a period where I was really thinking about who I really want to be. And by this term, real self, I mean that it's really important to stop listening to all of the noise there is out there and online. And by that, I mean that in the online space and in the art world and in probably every different field, there are lots of people who might be, who might share their uh, own values and who might share their own morals. And it actually can be very subjective. And I think that we might tends to listen to these morals and values and lessons from other people as if it was something really universal, while actually it might not correspond to who we are in our life and our background. So that's what I mean. Listen to who you are and who you really want to be, who you are really excited about being, rather than getting too influenced by other people's lessons and values. And I'm saying that having made the mistake. <laughs> so. Well, I think we all do that, but I, I, I love it because it's like pay attention to your own life yeah, and, listen, and listen stop to getting that. distracted. Exactly. Listen to that still, small voice inside you. Yeah. Too, all, too often yes. we look outside of ourselves for answers when all the answers are literally living inside us. Yes, exactly. exactly. I'm going to skip the question, my next question for you, because you actually kind of answered it and probably more brilliantly than the way I was going to craft the question. So I'm going to yield the floor to Ingie to ask the next question. Okay. Okay. 
I know that we were talking about Artist Entrepreneur Club a couple of questions ago, and mm-hmm. you had said how artists need to like get into a regime, get into a schedule. So is an artist a business at that point? I would say if an artist wants it to be, it okay. doesn't have to be a business. If they don't want it to be a business, they can decide not to be a business. However, if they want to have control over themselves mm-hmm. and grow themselves and increase themselves, yes, that's being an entrepreneur, that's being a salesperson, and that's running a business. So it depends on what they want to achieve. Being an artist doesn't mean necessarily to be a business owner, but selling art does independently does mean to be a business owner, yes. Okay. That makes sense. It's like, yeah, where do you want to sure. be on that spectrum? Do you yeah. want to just be a yeah. hobby artist or do you want to actually sell? It's, yeah. it's up to you. We often hear, uh, um, people are always saying this, you read about it, it's on social media, whatever, that if you want to be a success at any endeavor, you should follow mm-hmm. your passions. What are your thoughts on that, Gabriella? So I don't think that would be the case for every profession, but for an artist who wants to sell art, so that would be the people help or for creative people, actually, in general. Mm-hmm. I think passion is mandatory because it involves so much creativity and it has to be something that you love doing. Otherwise, there are other ways to make money and than that, than being an artist, which, which will be easier, actually. But for something which requires a lot of time, which requires confidence, which requires analyzing what we are doing, which requires to improve mindset, all of this. Yes, there must, there must be passion in it. Very good. No, that's really good. You know, I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the number one cause not to pursue dreams and ambitions? Yeah, what's the number one so, cause that people mm-hmm. don't yeah, do it? They don't do it, yeah. And see how you've been exposed to people at all levels in that area. Mm. I think it's very much linked to what I was talking about earlier. So mm-hmm. listening to other people's opini- opinions too much. Mm-hmm. And it can be very damaging, actually, if it's connected to not believing in ourselves. and this this lack of belief, if we let it become more important than our dreams, then that can be very, very damaging. And I think that that is the number one cause, not to pursue dreams and ambitions, and that's, not yeah. believing in ourselves. And that's applicable to almost anything anybody yeah, does. Yeah, anything that you yes. do. Definitely. Absolutely. Yes. You know, you're one of the most active people on social media that we know. In fact, that's, that's for sure. That's how you we do such a good job. Really? I'm in awe. That's how that's we met, say. right? Really? That's, yes. that's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met. We became we became a fan of yours, and you became a fan of ours. Oh, thank you. And we yes. all and we're all living Absolutely. happily happily ever after. Yes, ever after. Um, <laughs> but I think I think everybody wonders. Has all the time that you spend on social media, has that been effective for you? I know you've met some great people, mm-hmm. that's for sure. We have too. So I mm-hmm. uh, I think that's one of the most valuable things for us anyway. But what do you think? How, how has social media benefited you? Huh. It's a very good question. I'm going to answer it very honestly. I think I am personally 
completely addicted to social media. Oh. And so <laughs> I, can, I can see that though after a while, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so personally, it does bring me emotions and it brings me to be connected to a community, to a wonderful community of artists. Mm -hmm. And because I am an introvert in the physical world, that's one of my ways to have actually relationships with people. So it has brought me things on that end. On the other end, yes, social media has been very helpful in my business um, as a creative business owner to help artists sign up for the membership for the Artist Entrepreneur Club because I have a lot of fun on Instagram and artists can also see it and they can have fun with me. And that's a great way to start a relationship with them and to explain to them how they can have fun in their uh, selling their artworks online as well. However, I am not only relying on social media anymore because I want to try and experiment other ways and compare social media to other ways to be visible to people. So for instance, I've been working on, I've been working on collaborations uh, with other business owners. I have been working on talking on uh, amazing podcasts like yours. I think that's a brilliant way to become visible mm -hmm. to a, a new audience. And I have also been working on expanding my, my blog. So I'm trying to expand a little bit and experiment as well with new ways to become visible. So I am not only relying on social media. That makes you a good business person because you can't just put, as they say, all mm. your efforts in one mm. thing. Yes. And plus, each one of those venues that you're experimenting with, I'm sure you're learning quite a bit and you're also creating new business yes. contacts and relationships. So I encourage everybody to do that. You know, I think we all Thank get you. kind of sucked into doing social media. I know I have. But I also yeah. know that we've met a lot of wonderful people. We have. And they, yeah. a lot of them, you know, some of them, not some of them, quite a few of them have been guests on our podcast and they've, they've been great. So you must, so, Gabriella, you must be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I also have been very stubborn because I love social media so much that I didn't want to spend any other time on other ways. Actually, it took me a really long time before I finally decided that indeed I cannot put all of my eggs in one basket and I need to diversify and to experiment. And so I have, just like I help artists with, I have helped myself with becoming more consistent. And so I am really trying to remember when I do something which is very difficult for me because I do have a little bit of a mindset block when it comes to collaborating with, uh, being visible in other, in other ways. So having the blog, uh, being visible on podcasts, this is something which is not so easy for me actually to start these conversations besides with you because you are absolutely supportive so I feel like it's family mm -hmm. but with new people this is actually difficult so I try to remind myself that I am actually not trying to be successful when I contact a podcast owner or when I contact a journalist but I am experimenting and so it's a game for now so that's what I try to tell myself to keep going 
Well, that's a really good approach because that way you are really expanding your reach of people and your communication yes. and your message to people that might, they might not be yes. on Instagram or whatever, but they might like yes, to read absolutely. blogs. So this is so perfect. Yes, and this exactly. also fits so many different creatives. Like if it's, you know, if you're really saturated like you are in Instagram, I think, um, then, you know, branch out and try different things and see what works yes. for you. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That. I think, yes. If I told you this story before, when I was looking for a job in an art gallery, actually tried to apply online again and again and again, a hundred times, and it maybe more, and it never worked out for me applying online. And so I just decided that I would get out there and go in galleries and give my CV and have a conversation with the person because the online format of uploading a CV somewhere was mm -hmm. just not doing it for me. And I mean, that's a good example for me is that if social media isn't the right platform for you, there is always another way or always another solution, even if it's not online. That makes sense. So I've heard a lot of people say that about applying online, where it just didn't seem mm -hmm. like it was very effective for them. And they just wanted mm -hmm. to go in person yeah. and meet people exactly. and have interaction. So not the first time I've yeah. heard someone say that. No, I mean, I, I mean, we prefer to speak with people directly. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, get, you miss so much. Mm -hmm. You, you don't. miss a lot. And that's kind of been a issue that people have been experiencing yeah. over the last couple of years. Exactly. Yeah. You know, on the podcast, we are fortunate enough to engage with people from all over the world. And in your business, mm -hmm. has that been the same for you? Or do you find that you have clusters of places where people uh, contact you from? Maybe it's a story I'm telling myself, but I always say that I never fit anywhere. And so it's very, very important actually to me that the communities I am in are international and have different cultures and can have also different point of views on things. So yes, it's absolutely international. We, in the Artist Entrepreneur Club, actually in a few weeks, we're going to have a guest speaker who is from Spain and his audience is Spanish and speaks Spanish. But I still wanted to have him on because he has different point of views and he's, he's really good as well. So, yes, to answer the question in a shorter way. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> no you're no, good. No. I think it's yeah, been, I know we've really enjoyed the opportunity to chat with people from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. And then it's really interesting yeah. to find out where people are actually listening to our podcast and some of these places they're listening mm -hmm. to us from are pretty remote. I mean, you have to give credit to the mm -hmm. internet. The magic, yeah, the magic of the internet yeah, totally. has allowed us yeah. to reach an international audience as well obviously it does for you. Mm -hmm. That's kind of exciting. I think yeah. we all benefit from that. Not only the message that we deliver, but also mm -hmm. the opportunities for people to yes. share what they've learned. Exactly. It's magical. I can have conversations with people who are in India, who are in Africa, never like in the US. I could never have done that without the online space. So I find it magical. Yeah, I so like the word. True. It is I magical. Love it. I love it. Magical. Yeah, magical. Exactly. So I highly suspect you're not one of those people that accomplish something and then sit back and relax. What do no. you, what do you plan? <laughs> uh, not likely. What do you plan on accomplishing in the next two years? Mm -hmm. 
My main focus now is growing the community of the Artist Entrepreneur Club and welcoming more artists in the club. So this is my focus. And once I have achieved this, I am going to found another membership. So that's, that will be probably keep me busy for the next three years. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so good. You know, yes. uh, you've really touched on a lot of great content here and you've shared a lot of insights how has this personally affected you and your life and your ambitions when you pursued being an entrepreneur and when you developed this? How did that impact you personally? What changes took place in your life? Hmm. So when I do you mean when I started being an entrepreneur, yeah. how, it, how it has impacted my life? Yeah. So they are different reasons why I decided to be an entrepreneur and running my own business. When I was working at galleries, I was actually, I thought that I was going to be working with artists and actually that doesn't happen very much. The main things that were happening was that I was working with shipping companies and with museum staff and with collectors, but very, very rarely with artists. And that was the reason I want, I started working in galleries. I wanted to work with artists. And so that's one thing that changed. I suddenly found myself completely surrounded by artists and that makes me very happy. And the second thing, the second thing that has changed is that I have a lot of freedom on my time and I can decide when I want to travel and when I want to get away from my desk when I need to without asking anyone for permission. Mm -hmm. And that definitely feels like freedom. You know, Angie's going to ask you one of our favorite questions in a couple mm -hmm. of minutes, but I want to yeah. ask you one question and perhaps you could give us a relatively quick answer. Does your husband like what you do and is he very supportive? Yes, <laughs> he's the most supportive person on us. I don't understand how he can be that supportive. So absolutely, he's incredibly supportive and without him, I would not have the motivation I have. Oh, absolutely. Well, you're very lucky. Yeah, you, you are lucky. You obviously, I am. you obviously married the right guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I wish everyone to find one person like him because he's one of a kind. Incredible. Person. Aww, that's so nice to hear. Well, lucky for me, uh, I have that person in my life. So. <laughs> oh, me too. Yes. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. We're both quite Perfect. lucky. We're in good company, I guess. <laughs> you okay. are lucky. You are both amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so well, I'm our looking favorite, at our time, and so now I get I get to ask you the question we ask all of our guests mm -hmm. uh, when we get to the end of the show, and that is if you could sit on a park bench and chat with anyone from the past, who would it be? So... I think last time we had an episode together, we did an episode together. I answered with a singer. I can't remember if it was Edith Piaf or Amy Winehouse, but one of the two. And I have been thinking about the, the answer I would give now. And I think I would like to sit on a park bench with one of my ancestors from the 19th century. Mm. And I because I would like to know more about the people who came before me. And I think I would understand myself even more if I had the chat with them. That would be an interesting <laughs> okay. conversation for sure. Yes, yeah, we wouldn't speak the same language. It would be difficult. <laughs> 
It would be different. That's yeah. so true. But also it would give you a kind of a reality on the history. I mean, there's a, yes. you live in an area where there's been a tremendous so history, amount of history. Yeah. And if you talk to yeah. any of your ancestors, they would have actually lived it. So they would have had some mm-hmm. very interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Well, so, yeah, that would be perfect. This sad to say that we we're going to end this interview, but as as both Angie and I knew, you you are the ideal guest, and I would encourage oh, other podcasters you. to have you as a guest because you're really quite oh. you're very entertaining, <laughs> you're fun to listen to, but um, probably more importantly is you share a lot of really good knowledge that no matter if you're an artist you. or you're not an artist, there's stuff you're going to learn from listening to uh, Gabriella. So, um, thank you so you know, much. We really appreciate you yes, being so here with thank us. You. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. But and I hope you know how much I appreciate you having me um being so supportive. And sorry, I know I cut you off. No, no, sorry. you're good. That's okay. <laughs> no, I wanted you to finish what you were saying. But now I need to let everyone know if you'd like to know more about Gabriella Abacassis, we will have links for her under the show guest tab on thoughtrowpodcast.com so everyone can learn more about her. And please connect with her on social media and check out her website. Believe me, she will be there on social she media. She will be there. Check out. <laughs> but I have to say that your posts are very interesting and they go beyond entertainment. You actually are very informative. Very. They're fun. And share some very interesting and cool content so, yeah, so follow her you're on you're on my <laughs> favorites of all my podcasts oh, am i oh wow this is an incredible compliment i'm really pleased to hear that and i'm trying to get to the point so thank you so much for saying that i really really appreciate it and i really appreciate you having me today and i really appreciate the questions i found them very beautiful so thank you for preparing this beautiful question oh, you're Great. so welcome okay thank you gabriella until we talk until we talk again thank you. until soon also if you're enjoying our podcast both Ron and I would really appreciate you buying us a cup of coffee. Just go to thoughtrow.com, scroll down a bit, and you can find that link right on our website on the homepage. It's really easy to do, by the way. Yes, it is. And all the money we receive goes to our production costs. Yep. And primarily because we want to keep our show commercial free and we want to continue to bring you the best quality content with great guests. That's right. Thank you for listening to Thought Row Podcast. I'm really glad you tuned in today. We hope you enjoyed the thoughts and ideas we shared with you. We post a new podcast every week, so remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day. 